Well, folks, once again, you're listening to the Biscuits and Gravy Show. My name is Jason Kurtman. On the other end of the line with me is my good friend and compadre, the town crier, the official town crier of Cape Disappointment, Washington. Hello, Jim. How are you doing? Wow. Yeah. (laughs) I was just kind of working through that. I'm like, I'm not sure. I'm not... Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I looked up the saddest naming towns in the United States. and oh, uh, kidding. Yeah, that, that's a real place. It, it uh, here, here are the others. You ready for this, guys? Yep. Oh, by the way, let me introduce the other guy on the other end of the line. That's Richard Merrick, our, our occasional co-host, our official occasional co-host, and who's uh, had kind of a near-death experience himself lately. We'll get into gonna, that a little uh, later on. I was going to say, back to us from... Almost the great beyond. And it had nothing to do with COVID either. Exactly. Anyway, here's here's the saddest uh, names of towns in America. Point, no point, Washington. <laughs> Dismal, North Carolina. That one came close for you, Jim, I, I will tell you. Here, here's a real exciting town name. Boring, <laughs> Maryland. <laughs> Misery Bay, Michigan. Have you ever heard of that place, Jim? No, but there is... It, it, there is a hell, Michigan. Yes, there is. That would be pretty, pretty sad too. Well, Mi- and any time it snows there, yeah, you can you can imagine the jo- there's jokes. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Misery Bay, Michigan, is fed by the Misery River. The reasons behind both the rivers and the bay's names are unclear. Although one version says that settlers there were miserable because they had trouble receiving supplies. Another origin story says that the place is named for the Misery Indians. A branch of the Chippewa or Ojibwe. I hope Ojibwe. I pronounce Ojibwe. Yeah. Okay. Try. We must learn the ways of the warrior. Okay. I knew that was coming. <laughs> it always. It, it's. It's like a Jim uses that line just like a line from Princess Bride. Every opportunity you get, you got to do it. <laughs> Push the button. It's straight from a liar. Liar. Jim Carrey's liar. Liar. Yeah. There you go. So, um, incidentally. Nine Men's Misery is a site in Rhode Island where a group of soldiers are said to have been tortured and killed by Native Americans during King Philip's War in 1676. There's your cheery news for the day. Tombstone, Arizona. Pretty pretty dismal-sounding place, too, but it's a fun place to go. I, I, I won't get started because we will never end the show if we, we talk about Tombstone during the whole show, <laughs> which we have been known to do for most of it anyway. Uh, Of course, Cape Disappointment, Washington, that we mentioned at the extreme southwest corner of Washington State. The Cape may have been named after John Muris, an English fur trader who was, well, disappointed. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. (laughs) After he narrowly missed the entrance to the Columbia River. Poor guy. Uh, Skull Island, Washington. Sounds like a place the bushes would hang out. I don't know. There are several skull islands in the country. Yeah, that's but skull and crossbones. Yeah, that's skull and crossbones. <laughs> that's right. Only one in Washington is located inside Massacre Bay. It was named for the skull right. and bones left after the 1858 massacre of local Native Americans by the, I'm going to, I think I pronounced this right, the Haida tribe, H-A-I-D-A-H, of northwest British Columbia. Of course, then there's Little Hope, Texas. Now, does that mean small hope or very little hope? I don't know. Either way. There is a little hope in Texas and in Wisconsin, and the reasons behind both place names are obscure. The Texas town may have been named for an early local church called Little Hope. Who would name their church Little Hope? Good grief. I'll take what I can get. Yeah. 
We'd like to invite you to church Sunday. You probably don't want to go, and that's okay. You know, not the right approach. Precious little hope there. Yeah, uh, apparently uh, the name expresses the opinion of the settlers about their survival when they first settled there. Interesting. Somebody got really uh, creative, I guess. Dead Horse Bay, New York. Interesting. Shades of Death Road, New Jersey. Wow. Leg in Boot Square. Don't know what that means. That's in Vancouver, British Columbia. Murder Island, Nova Scotia. That's a great right. place to take your wife on a honeymoon. Yeah, there you go. Yeesh. Uh, there's a place in Canada called Funeral Range. Interesting. Death Valley, of course, California. And that, that, that about does it. I think that's enough for me. Really. So. I don't know. One of my favorite places was Port Hope, Michigan. Port Hope? Yeah. Yep. What, what's some interesting places you've been to before, Richard? Oh, wow, man. I, 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 I've been all over the 48 lower states and seven provinces of Canada in 10 years. And I've, Driving. Think I've seen... I, th- I think I've seen some of those places that you said. <laughs> Probably. Driving a truck, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I, I remember that place Jim talked about. I drove through there once, that Hell's, Hell, Michigan. And, uh, yeah, uh, a lot of interest. So you've been there and back again. I've been there and back, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. See, I went there. Uh, there yeah. there's, apparently you did, too. <laughs> yep, yep, I sure did. Uh, nothing like the real place, though. I'm positive of it. So, uh, hey, we better mention our sponsors real quick, Jim, our sponsor. Yes, McDonald's Corporation is our corporate sponsor. Uh, Just a great time to go. This this time of year is perfect. It's beautiful. Not too cold, not too hot. Go grab yourself a Big Mac and uh, whatever your pleasure is there. Um, I love the shakes there, but I can't have them. But since the three of us are here and the three of us like to watch our sugar intake, I will tell you what I did this week. I got, I got me a Ninja Blender. Uh, yeah, this is, this is good stuff. I'm about to let Jim, you in on Jim approves. Yeah, you're going to like this. <laughs> Get you some oh. almond milk or coconut milk, some uh, Carb Smart uh, ice cream, very low in carbs and sugars from Walmart. Mix the, that uh, almond milk or coconut milk with the ice cream. Uh, blend in a little sugar-free, well, some of these syrups that you can get like places at Burke's, McDonald's has, or not McDonald's, uh, Walmart has them too, I think. Like they have the different bottles of flavors that are sugar-free syrups. Some people put them in their coffee. Um, I, I did one that was a, uh, a chocolate, like a, a s'mores flavored. And then I got a package of sugar-free fudge stripe cookies from Walmart. And I put about three or four of those in there. And blended them up, and it tasted just like, oh, a little bit bit of sugar-free vanilla, too. Just like a cookies and cream shake. Mm. Yeah. Tastes just like chicken. Is that what you said? No. Uh (laughs) No. No, not like chicken. I thought um, that was everything that was an experiment tasted like chicken, you know? No, not not in this realm. Not in this realm. Maybe <laughs> if you put a little Louisiana hot sauce in it, you'd have yourself oh. a, a chicken shake, maybe. I don't know. Some, some rattlesnake. The, the ongoing joke in uh, The Matrix Yeah, was that the, that the machines, you know, that were all inside of this computer simulation, and the machines couldn't figure out what chicken tasted like, so that's why so many things taste like chicken. Ah, that that could be, yeah. Interesting. 
Um, also, don't forget to check out uh, us on our uh, radio platforms, Good Talk Radio, uh, Del Marva Talk Radio. Uh, let's see. I'm doing this from memory. Leading Leading Edge Radio Network and Apex Radio Net, and I and uh, of course uh, the others too. Uh, I'll go to my list real quick because I can't believe I, I I don't have my list today. That's unreal. Uh, you can check out our website at ourfantasticwebsite.com. Yeah, QSTAR FM and WBM Network. Uh, those are the others. Uh, so, yeah. You can also pick us up on iTunes. Uh, you can subscribe on Android uh, with Google Podcast. And we're on various other platforms. You can you can also just plain downright listen to us right at our website, ourfantasticwebsite.com. Jim, did I forget anything? Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes, of course. There you go. There we go. So uh, let's let's get into this, Richard. Uh, back about I don't remember how long it was. I called you and asked you to be the co-host for the the next night or two. I don't remember, and you had agreed to do it. And uh, uh-huh. yeah, we were we were ready, and uh, you I, think, I believe you texted me and said you weren't feeling well, which was an understatement. It all went downhill from there. What happened to you? So, uh, the end of February, <clears throat> I uh, ended up, my back was absolutely killing me. Didn't know what was wrong. I was in Roswell, New Mexico. Went to the ER there a couple times. They couldn't figure out what was wrong. Um, and they told me I needed to go see my primary. So, with that being said, I packed up in Roswell and came back here to Alamogordo Uh, still with my back absolutely killing me and no idea why Uh, went back to the ER here Gerald Champion a couple times and the last time I went into the ER uh, the last thing I remember was asking a doctor a question about why uh, certain things were happening and that was the last thing I remember until March 31st what what date was that when you asked them that was February the 26th, so I believe. So you were semi-comatose, for all intents and purposes, for over 30 days. 33 days, I was. Wow. Uh, I I will tell, uh, you know, I went and visited you during the the last quarter of that, I think, sometime. And you, I, I asked you flat out, you, do you know that I'm here? Do you know who this is? I blink if you do, and you started blinking. But you have no recollection of that. So... So here's the uh, one of the things, and, and I, I, I truly believe that the Lord gave me a second lease on life. And what my mission is going forward, I don't know. But one of my missions, I believe, is to tell people, if you know somebody in a coma, you know somebody who's unconscious, had been unconscious for a long time, and the doctors and the nurses are saying, please, please talk to your loved one, please talk to your friend. They can hear you. I can tell you that clearly in my mind from that time, I do remember people asking me to blink, to open my eyes, squeeze hands, move my feet, move my toes. I remember I, I those voices are clear in my head. I know. I, so I do Interesting. know that when you're in that state, the person that's in that state can hear voices. So I, I used to be a real... Um, uh, pessimist about that. I, I, I'm like, how can somebody in that, that state hear anybody talking to them? Well, uh, the good Lord showed me that it can be, that you can hear those people. And so that's one of the things I, I keep telling people over and over. Look, if you know somebody that's in that state, 
please talk to them. They can't hear you. Mm -hmm. One of the interesting things about that sort of thing, from from what I understand, is that we 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 tend to think that if you can't remember it, then it's not it it didn't happen. But the thing is, is that forming memories and and being conscious are two different functions. And so, like you say, it could actually you ended up being able to do both. But, yeah, I. I... But, but that's not always that's not always the case, and so it can still have tremendous value, uh, to, even if the person after the fact says, "Yeah, I have no memory of it." it doesn't change the fact that it had value in the moment for them. Right, right. Like, yeah, I understand you what know, you're saying. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, yeah, and and that's. I mean, I don't remember like Jason was saying. You know, he asked me to blink, but I don't remember that it was Jason. I remember that I heard voices. Right. You know, you know that's that's the that's that's where it's at. I don't necessarily remember that it was a man's voice, a female's voice. Well, a child, no, a child, a, a child, it, a, it a was a point to contact, and that right. was the important bit. Right, 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 exactly. I will tell you that when I was there, I found it humorous that you were, and and I say this jokingly because I know you didn't have any control over the remote control, uh, but you were watching. Uh, a, the Food Network and watching uh, chefs compete with each other, and <laughs> and I thought this doesn't really look like something Rich would watch. <laughs> it was on PBS. That, that yeah, cinches yeah. it. So, <laughs> right, right. but I, I I knew that it was just on, you know, for your benefit, you know, or right, you to hear right. noise in the background and and let your mind work the puzzle that it is, you know, to keep you occupied. And I got that. I just thought it was kind of funny that of all things they could have let you, you know, put on there for you, my good manly friend. It wasn't the History <laughs> Channel. It it wasn't, uh, you know, mo uh, motocross races or, uh, you right. know, things like that. No, let's let's put on um, an old episode of Gordon Ramsay or something, you know, so. Right, right. At least it wasn't CNN. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. Yeah. I, 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 hey, but you if you gotta watch CNN, if you have to watch CNN, that's the time to do it. I, you know, I'm, not, I'm just like, let me die. Just let me die. Don't make I, me I was watch gonna, CNN. I was gonna say maybe if they'd put CNN on though, I might have not been in a coma so long. Yeah, you might have jumped up and beat the TV to death. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I will tell you that we certainly miss you. We were praying really, really hard. A couple of times on the show, we mentioned your predicament. And uh, I, I will be completely honest with you there. And Jim will tell you, I called him. I said, I don't think Rich is going to make it. Yeah, I, I, I honestly don't. I really didn't. Um, I And I, I will tell you this, Richard, I learned something through your predicament, and that is don't count God out. Um, oh. Even when we ask him with little faith, if any at all, um, it's, it's amazing the miracles that he can work for his children. And even if you hadn't have made it, I know because I know who uh, who God is personally. I know that something good would have come out of that situation, and I'm glad it didn't have to go that way for something good to come out. You've got a uh, a great story to tell, a great mission now, and we're glad you're back. Yeah, without a doubt. And it was funny, Jim. Jim mentioned the Matrix, and. The, one of the other things that's clear in my head, and I was telling Jason about this yesterday, um, I told everybody it felt like I was connected to the internet. Yeah. And, and and like my mind was 
running through like a rebooting computer and it would get to the last step and the switch wouldn't click kind of like the blue screen of death you know and then it would start all over again that's the way it felt it was really really a strange real strange feeling interesting well we're definitely glad you you made it and you're back um since that experience i had a friend that went in with covid and he didn't make it oh sorry to hear that um as a combination of of covid and uh and underlying heart condition so you know when you when you hear about the ones that make it um you're all the more grateful for it um because you realize it could have gone another way sure sure and and that's the one thing I, they tested me four times for covid while i was in the hospital and every one of them came back negative um, it was some other underlying things that caused uh that whole situation to happen so um yeah there was no covid involved in it but uh, it's uh, I, the biggest thing was I had a had a blood infection that took over my whole body and that was the biggest part of what what caused all of that to happen. And, and you know you know how we know COVID wasn't a part of it. What's that? Because if COVID had been any part of it, that's what they would have been blaming it on. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not to be hey. political, but <laughs> no, you're right, right. <laughs> It's like, oh, he, he he has half his head blown away with the 44 Magnum. But right. he's COVID positive. Yeah, he, that's what took him. Yep, yep. <laughs> Crazy stuff going down there. Richard, I don't know if you've noticed, things are, they have a feel in the Tularosa Basin, a little bit of a feel that things are starting to get maybe a little bit back to normal. Yeah, Just a little so. bit. Um, I'm seeing... I walked into a Dollar General store today. I went walked in with my son Seth to get a mask because he didn't have one. We were out and about and having one, so we walked in. I was going to buy one, and I here's a way to get one. Asked the lady, he doesn't have a mask. Do you have one you can give him? Yeah, sure. She hands him the mask. We turn around and walked right out. No, we didn't really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we we actually bought a couple of them there so he can keep in his new truck. But um. She, I was like, and that is, if you want him to wear a mask, she says, do I look like the fashion police? I don't, as long as he's not sick, I don't care. Right. Well, there was a time back when this all started, you couldn't walk into a store without a mask. They'd tell you to leave. Oh, here it still is. Yeah. Well, you you live in the... People's you know, Republic of Michigan. Yes. 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 You live in Cape, yeah. Cape Disappointment, uh, Michigan, right there. So... All the- only only a few boat rides across from the People's Republic of New York. Right. Right. <laughs> right yeah. And, and according and according to uh, some friends of mine, who I will not name for their own safety, uh, the People's Republic of Canada, apparently. Oh, yeah. Well, I've got a news bulletin in front of me that says New York City, now that you mentioned it, will reopen 100% on July 1st. I'll believe it when I see it. Because, yeah. you know, they keep saying, and this is everywhere, uh, we're going to change our status on such and such a date. Well, on that date, well, we've had more cases. Uh, you know, our our status has changed from green to yellow or whatever the case may be. So we're going to extend that date again. How many times have the dates been extended ever since this thing started? Oh, so exactly. But, hey, the good news is, Richard, and I don't know if you've taken advantage of this. I have here in New Mexico. Just about all of the sit-down restaurants are open. Not maybe not at full capacity, but right, at least right. you can go in, get yourself a steak, have a nice little uh, romantic dinner if you want with your spouse. 
Um, that's nice. I miss that. I really, really yeah. do. I'm I'm tired of going uh, to like a place like Chili's or um, you know Johnny Carino's, a place where it's it, you don't get the effect of eating there unless you're in a booth. That's just all there is to it. You spend money where, to sit in that booth. Where when you can be when you can be outside in a tent that's really inside, right? Yeah, right. But uh, <laughs> but to, to go through a drive-through, pay the same amount that you'd be paying for it otherwise and then take oh, it yeah. home and sit at your own table or on your own couch or whatever. I'm sorry. I, that's that's sad, in my opinion. Exactly. But where would we be without the goodness of the DoorDash and Uber drivers during this time? So, thanks, Jim. You know, <laughs> you know, you know I, I, I said to somebody um, who is politically motivated here in Otero County, you know, when uh, when our wonderful governor decided that Green wasn't a good enough color, and now we have to get to turquoise. Yeah, yo, yeah, yeah. You know, I, honestly, I don't even understand the current co- coding color coding system. Well, Do you? Well, no, I don't. But I suggested to this person who is politically active that we should start a campaign, and we should all buy a box of crayons and send them to the governor so she can make the next color choice. Right there, you go. <laughs> and make yeah. sure you get like the sixty-four. You know, right, the, the, right, the big right. box with the yes, sharpener that's... built in. Yeah, so the governors have uh, gotten crazy with the colors and and the uh, the tyrannical orders and mm-hmm. uh, things like Biden saying, "If you're good, you you can have July Fourth uh, barbecue at your house." Uh, I'm paraphrasing. You're good. If you're good, yeah. yeah. I, I remember something about that. It's like anytime anybody takes that tone with me. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't go to a good place. Jim promptly promptly throws them to the ground and folds their laundry while they're in it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I believe I believe in the UFC they refer to it as the ground and pound. The ground and pound. Uh, yeah, I like that. So, hey, uh, Richard, I got to ask you: Has your diet changed any since you came back um, to us? Yeah, I'm not eating as heavy as I was. Yeah. Um, I learned also. So one of the things that I struggled with. Uh, prior to all of this was at night or early in the morning my sugars would go would rise without any kind of eating anything nothing they would just start climbing i had a doctor tell me that was natural for a diabetic well so what we found out while i was in the hospital what they started doing was about nine o'clock at night Uh uh-huh they'd they'd bring me a small snack like uh a bag of Ritz bits or something like that. Okay. They'd bring me that. They'd bring me that, and I'd have that about nine o'clock, and my sugars would stay down all the way through the morning, all the way into the morning until really? I got up. Yeah, I may so have it was to, really. You may have to try that technique. It's really strange, but I don't know why it works that way. Um, other so, than um, my endocrinologist told me one time, he said the problem is, he said what happens is your your body, your sugars are going low in the middle of the night. And, and your liver your body, starts to... Right, yeah. The the liver starts to create sugars to bring it back up. And so what happens is in that time frame, and that's why... It, and then you have, because I have no insulin producing, it doesn't adjust. So it just keeps climbing. Interesting. So, yeah, my doctor told me the same thing happened to me, uh, but for a different reason. They said, you know, when you wake up, your body says, oh, he's he's waking up, he needs energy, let's give him some sugar. And uh, I'm going to try try your method of eating a little, a uh, few Ritz crackers or something before I go to bed and see if that helps. That might yeah, help. Yeah, it, 
<clears throat> it's interesting, you know, like I said, it's, um, <clears throat> they, they, they did that in a hospital and it was, it's like, wow, how come we didn't figure this out like a whole long time ago? <laughs> you know, I will tell you when I was at Gerald championship, uh, championship, Gerald champion medical regional center for my surgery a few years back. Um, they started bringing me these, what they said was low carb, low sugar meals. And I was impressed because those things were good. Oh, yeah, no kidding. They they brought in a smothered burrito one day. No, it wasn't real big or anything, but it was you can I couldn't tell the difference between that and something from, you know, one of the Mexican restaurants or anything. It was really right. good. I was impressed. And I went down to the kitchen when I um uh, when I got better, I came back to the hospital, I went down to the kitchen and uh asked exactly how they, you know, how where they got their tortillas. And uh they told me and I don't even remember. I haven't even used them since then. But uh, they were they were low carb tortillas. They were really good. So you can find this is what I'm learning. Jim likes you know Jim's the Irish ninja. I kind of I'm kind of like trying to turn into the diabetic ninja. Um, <laughs> yeah, that should be my name. I, I need a bumper sticker because I am learning that there are ways around um, getting the foods that I like that are just made differently. Um, right, you know, just about anything that you want, you can get a diabetic, low carb, low low sugar replacement for it. One of the things that I have found that is is great. Oh, I mentioned my shakes earlier. I don't think I mentioned this ingredient. I put this in monk fruit. Monk fruit is one of the yep. greatest artificial yep. sweeteners there is. It's all natural, and it to me it tastes just like sugar. You know, when you were a kid, you'd eat the cereal and you'd put the sugar in it. And you get to the bottom of the bowl and you'd scrape that wet sugar out. You know what I'm talking about, right? Everybody's laughing because they remember that, right? Uh -huh. Yeah, that's what monk fruit is. It tastes like to me. You know that really good sweetness. Anyway, I like that stuff. And yeah, monk fruit's good. That's that is good. So, well, um, yeah. Go ahead, Richard. The other thing too is uh, what a lot of people don't understand is. It's all about moderation too. You can eat almost anything you want as long as you don't go crazy with it. That you know? honestly, I'm the diabetic ninja, but that's what I struggle with. This is the moderation. I like to eat uh -huh. big, you know, so, um, and, eat big and then go home. <laughs> so, and, and you were talking about Gerald Champion's kitchen. I'm gonna tell you, I'm here to. I I, I will talk them up every time I have a chance. When I first came out of the coma and. I, I solids were kind of rough at, at first and uh, but I called down they called me and I talked to the kitchen and I asked them if they could make smoothies yeah and the girl and the girl down there she's like yep I sure can she said I have one every morning she said I can I can make you one. I said well just do this make me a different one out of whatever fruit you have every every morning you know there you and go so for a while for a while and I did I used to do smoothies here at the house and um but they were great i mean what she, what did you make yours out of what were what did you use how did you make them well here at the house i i used kale spinach i'm sorry uh, you lost me at kale <laughs> <laughs> well it doesn't taste bad when you get done with it i used greek yogurt okay a little bit of milk just to to uh, because the yogurt's a little thick, but a little bit of milk just to to loosen the 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 yogurt up a little bit, and then um, whatever fruit I had, you know, if I had bananas, if I had 
uh, I used to buy frozen. I'd buy frozen like mixed mixed fruits, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Throw it all in the blender, let it blend up. You don't even taste the greens when you put the fruit Interesting. in. Interesting. But the greens, of course, are good for you. Right, so. Jim. Do you make smoothies? Um, I have in the in the past. I haven't done any recently. Yeah, I I'm, did. I'm, I did. I'm just, I did have a f- favorite though. Yeah. Yeah, I I do it uh, uh, avocados. Oh. Yeah, and peanuts. Uh, the well, that's an interesting blend. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I'm trying to remember. It was like avocado, peanut. Uh, I'd throw a little bit of like a dollop of peanut butter in there. Knowing you, you and, put ginseng in it too. No, no, no I, didn't, I didn't do that. Um, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember. I had a couple other things there. Uh, oh, a little bit of soy milk, maybe some protein powder. Okay. Um, but the fun thing was, is by the time I was done, it 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 tasted like pistachio. Interesting. And there wasn't wow. a bit of pistachio in it at all, but. You know, you know, some ice cubes, and and it was like, it was like you were making pistachio pudding, and then before you let it set, you went ahead and just swigged it down. Interesting. <laughs> it was um, it was really pretty good. Richard was talking about the um, the cafeteria, the kitchen at Gerald Champion Regional Medical Center. Um, th- you know, there are jokes abound all over the country about hospital food. Um, in all fairness, none of those jokes are about Gerald Champion. Um, they are the only cafeteria I know of, and I could be wrong. You guys correct me if I'm wrong, that they're, they're almost like a restaurant. You don't have to know somebody in the hospital or be in the hospital to go down there and grab yourself something to eat. People go down, used to, before this pandemic, uh, like they'd go down to Taco Bell and eat their lunch during their work day and go in, order a plate, and sit down and eat it. So, uh, I don't know. They're probably not open to do that anymore, do they, Rich? No, not right now. But you it's know, I knew people. I knew people that would on their their lunch break, not necessarily workers in the hospital. Well, I knew people yeah. that used to go to the cafeteria for uh, went there for no other reason than to go to the cafeteria and have lunch. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So uh, also, you, Jim, you mentioned your pistachio uh, tasting shake, and of course, pistachios here. That's a big thing in southern New Mexico. Um, almost as big as green chili, almost on a different level. There was there was a restaurant down the road, Blake's Hamburgers. I don't know if they still have them, Richard, but they used to sell hatch green chili shake shakes. I never had I one. I don't know. I haven't been in a Blake's in a long time. Well, I could. I, I never could. I'm sorry. Just if somebody wanted to give me one and I'd sample it and see if I liked it, but I can't see myself spending a couple of bucks <laughs> to to put milk and hatch green chili down my throat at the same time. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> usually, if I eat green chili, the milk comes in very shortly afterwards. Right. Right. But uh, yeah. Oh, that reminds me of something. Yeah. You remember? <laughs> okay, this is not a trick question. Okay, good. Because <laughs> I'm terrible at those. <laughs> re- re- remember when uh, when you got married? And, yeah, I do. <laughs> and and we ended up, yeah, <laughs> you better. Right. Um, uh, and we ended up out at uh, Portillo's. Yeah, Portillo's. There, P- Portillo's. That yeah. was it. Yeah. There is now a Portillo's in Michigan. Really? I haven't been there yet. You got to go. I remember, 
I remember uh, uh, Gabriel Iglesias, Fluffy. Fluffy, yeah. Talking about going to Portillo's and getting the birthday cake shake. Mmm. And it's like, yeah, I think I would instantly go into sugar shock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever <laughs> it eaten might at be a Portillo's? a great way to go. But... Rich, have you ever huh? had one? Have you ever eaten at Portillo's? No, I have not. I'll look them up on the that, internet. That, uh, the, that, that whole skit with, uh, with Fluffy <laughs> talking about the, the, the birthday, birthday cake shake. Cake shake, man. That and the, was and hilarious. The girl, and the girl looks at him and says, Watch me. <laughs> she, yeah. Okay. She I got to watch big, this tonight. I got to see this. She, she, she takes this big handful of cake, of of a birthday cake that they yeah. that they make. You can buy a chunk of their birthday cake, and she takes this big handful of birthday cake and she puts it down, in the blender, with the ice cream, but but she says it in like her her deepest most seductive voice. Watch me. Yeah. <laughs> watch watch me. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, I'll have to watch that video for sure. So that's that's funny, man. That is hilarious. <laughs> so uh, let's see here. I had something here interesting too. Uh, the other day, I'm trying to find it. There, there was this tweet this guy put out talking about his. Uh, I gotta find it now. Well, maybe I can't. There, here we go. Nope, not it. That's Are you okay. Doing your um, you doing your Rush Limbaugh so, impression? Yeah. Right, that's it, yeah. <laughs> that's it, yes. So, no, this guy tweeted, he said, some people need to understand that when it's uh, 68 degrees and you want it to be 65, putting it, putting your thermostat on 60 does not make it get to 65 quicker. <laughs> and by, this guy says, and by some people, I mean my wife. This is in a tweet. Oh, no. He said, but I can't say that because she's pregnant and she scares me. <laughs> So yeah, that's tweet. I can't believe I just did that from memory. That was great. So, yep. So, married couples pack on more pounds. Well, yes, we we like to eat together. So that's a, that's a, that's not really a news headline, I guess. And, and and here's the funny thing. You know, you hear about some of the some some men complaining when their wives start to put on some weight. Yeah. And 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 my thought is is if she put that weight on with you, you shouldn't complain. <laughs> right? right it's like it's like oh no those, those are good memories i remember all those cheeseburgers we had yeah that's exactly right. that's what i'm talking about that's, that's good stuff yeah yeah that's like me and my wife we go running together we go run down to taco bell and run down <laughs> run down to mcdonald's and yeah we exercise together sure so <clears throat> uh here's another tweet interesting dads hate stopping on road trips this is so true because then all of the vehicles they worked hard to pass for the last hour get back ahead of them. Tweeted by average underscore dad one. That's true. How many of you have stopped and, you know, you stop for about an hour and you, or you stop and then, you know, a few minutes use the, the what do you call the rest, rest area or grab something at a restaurant real quick. Get back on the highway and sure, uh, sure enough. Uh, half a mile ahead of you is the vehicle that you passed an hour ago or so and uh, you're like oh man this this can't happen not in my world <laughs> i i was i was driving a van with prisoners one time and i had a guy with me that was my partner our first time together we hit it off really great really great and 
we're driving down the road, and in our van, they had a governor on it that would stop at about, oh, 70, 75 miles an hour. That was our, our limit. And one day, I don't, you know, I learned that, you know, if you just push that gas pedal all the way to the floor and max it out, eventually you'd pass everything. It'd take you a while, but you'd pass everything. And uh, my partner woke up one day, looked at me, and he said, uh, man, you're, you're passing everything. Why are, you, why are you doing that? How are you doing that? And I said, well, you got to understand, there's a certain kind of driver that should not be in front of me. And he says, really, what kind of driver is that? And I said, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think you're laughing because you can relate to that sentiment. Uh-huh. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, Richard, how do you feel when you're driving somewhere on a long trip? Do you like to be ahead and pass cars and make the best of your time? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, the the guy in the fast lane doing 40 is the one that I just want to run off the road. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I get that. Um Jim, the, the you that, the one that drove me that drove me batty and and and, and with respect to my friends in Canada is when they when they come up behind you and they see that you've got a a, a Michigan plate or or a US plate. Right. And they pass you and get in front of you yeah for the purpose of slowing down yeah yeah <laughs> and yeah. it's like i'm about to declare war and, uh, <laughs> right no. and, uh, my, yep i've had my, that happen my other pet peeve and <clears throat> after many years of driving big trucks myself but my pet peeve is when two trucks get side by side oh yeah mm. that this guy's trying to pass but He's only doing about two miles faster than that truck he's passing. Right. And it's like, okay, either fall back in behind or the dude in the slow lane, back off just a little bit so he can get by you. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I, I tell you what I saw one time, and I didn't know whether to be grateful for him or, or, or you know, I wouldn't cuss him out, but as somebody I know said, I would amen anybody who did. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, but the, these two trucks, there was, there was an incident. This happened in New Jersey, I believe it was. There was an incident up ahead that was just blo- slowing traffic to a dead stop almost, just inching and inching and inching. And uh, these two truck drivers, a couple, few cars up ahead of us, it was about two or three of them. They got in every single lane, and they just put it in park and stopped. Nobody could get around them. Nobody could get through them. And they sat there and waited until the road ahead of them was clear enough to make some headway. And at first, have you ever seen that, Rich? Not not a complete stop. But we yeah. used to do, like, coming into a construction where you lose the lane uh-huh. because pe- because people 10 miles back in the in the traffic jam will come running up that empty lane because everybody else has gotten in the lane they're supposed to be in right and oh come yeah running up you know try to sneak and in they, and then they want to cut in so what we used to do is is in the the through lane there'd be a truck and then i'd be in the closed lane and we'd wait till right till we got to the cones and that guy in the through lane would back off enough for for me to sneak in in front of him and we'd leave everybody in that empty lane, you know. It'd be like, okay, where are you going? <laughs> yeah, that's one of my pet peeves, too, when people, yeah. t- you know, they get off. On, even if they get off on the shoulder of the road and drive forward, try to sneak in. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. no, I had to wait. You can wait, too. Now you're going to wait longer. Right. Now you're going to wait longer. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I had with interest, with interest, yeah, yeah, and and malice and forethought, yes, yes. (laughs) And you'll be here four score and seven years, yeah. So, um, well, I had something happen just yesterday at Walmart. Uh, I went down there. I don't even remember what I was getting or whatnot, but I came out and um, I went to get in my car. And this guy had a big Dodge Ram pickup truck, one of these big ones. You know, I'm driving a little Honda CRV. He, this this guy parks right. Up, I mean, I kid you not. I couldn't have opened my door half an inch if I wanted to. And and it was he he parked his truck right up beside my car door. I could not get in at That's all. That's when you roll your window down, reach out, take your knuckle and tap on his window. <laughs> well, he wasn't even in there. He wasn't in the car. He had already gone into Walmart. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, you're parked. You're yeah, parked. I'm and I'm ready around. to leave, and I can't get in my car. So here I'm thinking, okay, here I am, the 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 you know toeless guy with neuropathy, and now I got to crawl over a seat or whatever. So I go around to the other side. Fortunately, I had enough room to get in. This guy was parked so far over the line, it was almost like he did that on purpose. And I, it, I don't know. There's if, no if it's that bad. It's there's no almost. It. it, it Either that or just plain stupid ignorance. Well, you know what you do. Yeah, but I kept my keys in my pocket where they should have been. No, no, no. <laughs> well, I mean, a key might be helpful. That's about the time you go to the other side of the vehicle. Right. Take off your air fill cap and let all the air out of the tires on the opposite side of the vehicle. That, yeah, okay. I, I, at, at this point, I'm going to tell you the No damage truth. done. <laughs> I walked around to my side because I was going to get in the passenger side door. And I'm I'm angry as all get out. My face is turning red. And I see this guy walking up. He's walking up towards this truck. And he's walking up to the driver's side. I said, is this your truck? And he smiles real big like I'm going to compliment him on how nice a truck it is. He said, yes, sir. And, well, he actually, he didn't say yes, sir. He said, yes, it is. If he just said yes, sir, I might have calmed down a little bit. Um, he said, yes, it is. And I said, well, you know what? I don't really appreciate you parking so close that I have to crawl in across the seats. And he looked at me and in one quick motion said, my bad, jumped in the car and closed the door. And as I'm backing up, I'm finally in the passenger, the driver's seat, and I'm backing up. He hurries up and backs up, so I can't, I got to wait for him to back up first. And I made the joke about the keys, but I, I will tell you this. That was the first time in my life that I, I wouldn't have keyed his car, but I would have amended anybody who did. Oh, see, now I'd yeah. be the guy that that cut my tires in and go, nah, you're gonna sit right there. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, the there, there's there's a mind. there's a there's a point where that kind of stupidity, you just go, you know what? On principle, I can't let you profit from that kind of stupidity. I I almost went off like Tyler Perry in a dress. I'm telling you right there. I just <laughs> and if you what, what's I, the name of that character he plays? Medea or something like that. Oh, oh, yeah. You know who I'm talking about? When you said, you started to say Tyler, and I'm thinking, well, never mind. No. (laughs) Tyler Perry, the guy that plays, I think it's Medea. Have you seen those movies? Medea. Yeah. Those are, she's, he, she, he's hilarious. (laughs) He is. We watched a couple of them last week. That guy cracks me up. I like the outtakes at the end of the movie, too. So, So, anyway. Here's, here's another good revenge factor on, on somebody that parks up on you like that. If if they're if mm-hmm. if you can if you can get to their gas cap, loosen their gas cap. If it's a new car, yeah, loosen their gas loosen loosen their gas cap because when they start it up, their check engine light's going to come on and they're going to be like, 
What What's the wrong? heck? Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. wrong with my gun? Okay, I'm going to make a disclaimer right. here for legal purposes. We're joking uh, about a lot of this. Don't try this. It's it's wrong. It, and what you do is... As Tyler would say, that's a sin. You don't need to do that. You know? What, what you do is, is you keep a, you keep a three-pound bag of potatoes. Oh, boy. In, <laughs> oh, boy. And an 18-inch section of, of, of broom handle. I've heard about this. Yeah, baby. And then you, you put the potato in their tailpipe and jam it up there with that broom handle so they don't even know it's there. And then it goes start the car and... I'm going to make another disclaimer here. Don't do this. Kids, don't try this at home. This is wrong. This will get you arrested. But only if you get caught. Now, Jim, Jim, come on now. This is oh man, this is I can't believe it. this is taking these are the, an evil these twist. Are the, these are the these jokes. Are the, these are the jokes. Mm. If you Aroma take duck. it serious, if you take it serious, then you are the problem. No, no, no. I, <laughs> one could hope. You could do that with a roll of duct tape too. On a really hot day. If you have any you questions do... about this pre procedure, you can email Jim at. Uh, <laughs> Well, you can email us at uh, our fantastic website at gmail.com. I'll forward it to Jim. Well, and in your part of the country, if you take like a a, a, a package of bologna. Oh. Rich knows where I'm headed with I this. have no I idea do. what you're going to. And, you, and you, you just start throwing slices of bologna on their car so that by the time they do get the fried bologna off their car, their car is like all polka dot. Have you guys ever done any of this stuff, literally? I refuse to... Oh, you're taking uh, the fifth. <laughs> I, yeah, me Answer too. On the grounds that it may tend to incriminate me. Well, I will... I, I'll tell you what. I'm going to... No, I'm gonna... no, actually, I never have. Okay. To, to be perfectly honest. Yes. Never okay. have. The, but these are... Th this these is, are the this jokes. Is like, these are, this is like the, the kind of things you have to talk about to entertain yourself so that you don't... It, go off. Yeah, okay. Can, we're laughing about this because we can laugh about this. Right. If you don't have some kind of outlet, you might go places that you're later sorry This is for. true. This is true. So I this, will, is, this I, is my outlet. I will tell you about a practical joke a young lady I know played on my brother one time. He uh, Years ago, before he went to college and became an accountant for a major, major accounting firm in St. Louis, he, uh, he worked during high school at a... Uh, I guess it was kind of a, a Carl's Jr. type place. I don't remember if that was the exact name of it or there was another restaurant that they named they went by or something. We had just moved to the area. My dad was pastor of a local church. And there were some kids in the youth group. One of them kind of had a little bit of a crush on my brother. She got her friend. She had just gotten her driver's license. They got in a car with a bunch of saran wrap drove over to where he worked, and they just started wrapping his car up tighter than a Egyptian eggshell. Um, they mummified that car really bad. Now, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't do any damage, but still, don't recommend it. <laughs> anyway, the man we're not recommending anything on this show except McDonald's. I'm sorry. Um, these are the jokes. So the manager catches them in the act, and he goes in. He said, Zach, isn't that your car out there? And he, Zach says, yeah. He says, well, they're wrapping it in saran wrap. You're not going to be able to get in tonight. And the manager says, I'll go out and talk to him. He says, you know, you know, you don't have to. The manager says, I already called the police. So oh, the, no. the police show up, catch him in the act, detain him. They go in and get Zach. 
Zach comes out and said, "Yeah, this is my car." And the the the, the man the uh, police officer says, "Well, what do you, what do you want us to do?" My brother, who is always like one to get the kids in trouble by their own hand, you know, a little bit of a jokester, says, "Take her driver's license, have her mom pick it up at the police station." <laughs> oh no! That's what they did, and I am happy to announce that today. That young lady They're and my ma- brother are married and have I was gonna say. three kids. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's 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 a happy ending if I've ever yes. heard one. <laughs> now who's got the saran wrap wrapped around them? Yeah. So. Right. <laughs> good stuff. Good oh, stuff. Goodness. We haven't had a good show like this in a long time. I don't think. <laughs> not like this. I won't say we haven't had a good show in a long in a long time, but not like this. This is fun stuff. So. Do you, you ever, either of you, did you ever play any practical jokes on your uh, girlfriend or wife or anything? Hmm. Hmm. No, not really. No, not that I, way. But. I, I sent Sarah a, a make yourself your own necklace kit. I actually got this at the gift shop at Gerald Champion, Rich. Uh, <laughs> and it it was one that had a, a little can, like a like a cat food can. You open it up and inside's an oyster. And... <laughs> You pull that, it came with a little tool, you open up the oyster, and somewhere in there is a little pearl. And then it came with a snap-together necklace, you put that pearl in that necklace. So I called her up, I said, I, I, sent, I sent you a little uh, Valentine's Day gift. Oh, what is it? I said, well, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I'll tell you what part of it is. It's a dead animal. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so... Don't she's worry, a, it's not a gopher. It's not a gopher, that's right. We, <laughs> Although she's a woman who appreciates a good gopher catcher. Uh, right. But anyway, she's like, I, I can't, what? What do you mean? I said, I'm, you'll see it when you get there. So she got it, and that Sunday she wore it to church and sent me a picture of her wearing that. You bought that. me a fur. Yeah, a fur. She, that's what she was kind of thinking. Well, after we got married for Valentine's Day one day, I got her a different one. Same thing. And she said, this is really sweet, but I don't want you to do this anymore. So, <laughs> kind of gross to open those things up and fish around in them for that it pearl. It smells funny. Yeah. So, uh, but we have... I, now, I will tell you what I did for my mom for Mother's Day. I played a practical joke on her. Richie, I don't think you've heard about this, have you? No. Well, you know, because of the area of the country we live in, you can and go this down... Is the, this is the guy that, like, questions my judgment. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I question my own, too. So that's, you know, the difference is I end up going ahead doing it. So um, in this part of the country that we live in, you can go down to Walgreens or whatever. You pick out a birthday card, a Mother's Day card or whatnot, and you will find them in Spanish. I, I did not realize this until about two weeks ago. So I found one that was completely in Spanish. And I wrote, I got on Google Translate. I don't speak Spanish. I don't even listen to it correctly. And I translated uh, a phrase into Spanish. And the phrase was, of all the languages in all the world, none of them could express how much I love you. Um, you're firstborn. So I hand wrote that out in this Spanish birthday card. Sent it to my mother. I sent it from my house, from my mailbox in Tularosa, knowing she probably figured out when it saw came with a Tularosa postmark. I did I, I got her another card to send the next day too, just a normal birthday or Mother's Day card. I signed it. So anyway, uh Friday <clears throat> I called my mom 
just just to talk. Just I wasn't even I didn't even know if she had gotten the card yet. She said, "Jason, I got a question for you." I said, "Yeah, sure." She said, "Have you have you been to El Paso lately?" No, I hadn't. I hadn't been to El Paso in at least three months, maybe four or five. I said, "Why do you ask?" She says, "Well, I got this strange strange card in the mail, and it was addressed to Sinora Kurtman." And I thought, "Oh, she got it." This is what I'm thinking. I said, "Well, no, I don't. I, what do you mean, strange card? I haven't been to El Paso in three to five months." She said, well, this is crazy. I thought this was from you, but it, it's not signed by anybody in particular. It's all in Spanish. I don't understand it. I said, "It's and it's postmarked El Paso. She said, yeah. And I guess you would understand why that was postmarked El Paso better than me, Rich. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, and finally I broke down and told her. She said, well, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. For Mother's Day, you're going to send me a Spanish card. Okay. I said, well, don't worry, Mom. I, The next day I sent you your real card. So she goes, well, I'm going to be out of town for a week, so I probably won't get it till I get back. Wah, so, wah, yeah. Wah, wah. But she she appreciated it. So fun thing. to If I'd have thought about it, guys, I would have sent one, a different one, to all of my brothers and sisters and told them to send it out, you know, on the same date, you know. So... There anyway. was one I heard about that if I if I'd known about it I would have sent this to my mom. It said uh, it said thank you for raising my siblings. Signed your favorite. <laughs> I like that. That's pretty good. <laughs> I was like that that rocks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, especially if you all live in the same town the postmark comes from the same she'd never know, right? Yeah, the, the, the problem awesome. is then my mom would be going Little Glenn, is that you? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like like well, I will tell you that um my dad, years and years ago, got my, and I, I've remembered this card ever since, got my mother, my grandmother a Mother's Day card. And it opened it up, and you said, you know, of all the, the people in the world, I'm glad you raised me with the best of manners and uh, table manners. And uh, it says, just the other day, I was in a restaurant, and I saw a man eating peas with a knife. I was so shocked. And you opened it up, and it says that I dropped a whole handful of mashed potatoes <laughs> those are the, those are the kind of cards I like myself. So, but uh, they, whoever writes some of these things, they're really great. There was a there was a couple of guys when I went to high school. They decided they were going to start their own greeting card company, and they had them for every occasion. But you know, if you're going to do that, you would write up some templates, some you know master copies, and then take them to a printer and have them professionally printed, right? Not these guys. They, they took a, a sheet of 8.5 by 11 paper that was ripped out of a spiral notebook, folded in half, and hand-drew their cards with pencils, the little notes and everything. And they were funny. They were really funny. And they sold those things for 5 bucks a piece and made a you. fortune. Wow. And, and one of the guys' names was Butch. The other guy was named Mark. And they called their little company the Butch Mark Greeting Card Company. And their slogan was, when you care enough to send the very best, but can't afford it. <laughs> right. So I was always impressed in, uh, by their ingenuity. So anyway, what are you guys doing the rest of the week? Oh, oh. work, work, work. That's, yeah, that's the same thing you did last week, Jim. Yep. Just so you know. <laughs> Just so you know. Yeah. Rich, you, you got any plans Ther for the summer, either one of you? Therapy, therapy, therapy. 
you're talking about physical therapy. Just to clarify that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> I'll take what kind of therapy I can get. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! This is fun. We're gonna have to do this again there's, in the future. There, there's no, there's no, there's no help for you know any other therapy for me. So <laughs> you know, and I, I, the the last time they tried to do any other therapy, I sent the therapist for therapy. So <laughs> you kind of remind me of the guy that went to a psychiatrist, and he said, "I'm a," he said, "I'm a little mad at my dog." He says, "Why are you mad at your dog?" He says, "I caught him cheating at Scrabble." The therapist says, you play Scrabble with your dog? And the patient says, not anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. And those are the jokes, I guess. So we got, we got about a minute and a half left if either one of you guys want to end with a joke. Oh, let's see here. Had a couple of cute ones. A uh, man walks into the library and asks the librarian for books on paranoia. She whispers, they're right behind you. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I like that one. All uh, right. Uh, you want to hear a roof joke? Sure. The first one's on the house. Oh, yeah, that's good. Okay. Yeah, see. Uh... Um, man walks into the library and orders a hamburger. The librarian says, this is a library. The man apologizes and whispers, I'd like a hamburger, please. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of, I think that's one of Jack Blanchard's jokes. He's, he's great. So, All right. Rich, you got any? Did you did you come with anything? No, I didn't. Not, that's not okay. joke-wise, I didn't. That's okay. That's perfectly all right. Well, folks, this has been another edition <laughs> of the Biscuits and Gravy Show. We're glad you joined us. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. We apologize now if your kids pull any of these stunts. We had nothing to do with it. Just handle your own kids. It's <laughs> I'll try to, of your I'll, parenting. I'll try to handle mine. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, definitely tip your server. Make a friend. Spend some time with your kids. Jim? And please turn on your Amber Alerts. The life you save may be someone that you know. Rich! And something that has taken a whole new meaning to me. Dance like no one is watching, love like you've never been hurt, and sing like no one is listening. We'll see you next time right here on the Biscuits and Gravy Show. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.